0: Hello, everyone. I'm Shannon. And I'm Jerry. Betty White is sitting here beside us, and we are back for episode 40 of the Arner Adventures podcast.
1: Lordy. Our podcast is 40 y'all. What's <laughs> up with that?
0: I mean, we are really moving along through this year.
1: Yeah, we are. Yeah,
0: Just consistent every week. Every, I'm, every I'm proud week. of us.
1: Oh, me too. Me too. Mm-hmm. I can remember when it was 5 or 10 and man, <laughs> it, like all of a sudden, here
0: we are. I know. Well, today we have a spark in our lives episode for you with someone whose story is so inspirational. I you know, we have these guests on as spark in our lives because they're inspirational, but this guy, we are still riding high from his motivation, aren't we?
1: We are. But before we get to our guest, let's get to our review of the week.
0: Yeah, let's do.
1: Today's review comes from Crazy T83. Crazy T says, This podcast makes me want to stand on my front porch and scream with delight.
0: Wow. (laughs) Crazy tea.
1: Crazy tea. Wow. (laughs) We've never heard anything quite like that.
0: We have not. Uh-uh. You better watch out there, Crazy T, because you could get arrested for disorderly conduct or something like that. With
1: additional charges. Right? Yeah, but thank that you is... for your support. Thank
0: you for your constant support, Crazy T. I mean, I just see that name everywhere. I do too. Well, if you all would like to help us by supporting this podcast, please head over to lovethepodcast.com slash Adventures and give us a review or a rating. You have no idea what it means for Us to see those,
1: it really amps us up, sort of how crazy tea gets.
0: Wow, (laughs) it does amp us up. Well, we want to make sure that we let you know that today's episode is sponsored by Southern Oak Artisan. Southern Oak Artisan makes 100% natural soy candles. Should there ever be any other candle than soy? Because we love our soy candles.
1: Oh no, there's no going back from the soy candles. No,
0: Mm -hmm. we have their candles all over our house. We we love living by candles too. Now that the weather is getting cooler, it's ideal. Especially, you know, you don't have to use your electricity. It's a great sustainable way of living as well. Oh yeah.
1: You can feel the heat coming off of them. They do help. They do. The house their hand poured candle is curated in only the highest quality ingredients. 100% One hundred percent natural soy and clean fragrance oils. Their scents are gentle, rather than overwhelming, and they are non-toxic and won't tarnish the air you breathe like other candles.
0: I know, I, you know, I can't even have candles here that aren't one hundred percent soy. No, I mean, I, if yeah. I, I just can't, and I, yeah. I, I may have talked about this in some blogs before, but it just. I have asthma, so it also just messes with my breathing. It's just and if you read you about do. it, it's just not very clean at all.
1: And you can tell right away. yeah, when you light one that's not soy.
0: And you can go to southernoakartisan.com and use code ADVENTURE for 10% off of your candle order. And we're going to link all of that for you in the show notes.
1: We are really appreciative to Southern Oak Artisan for their sponsorship of today's episode.
0: Definitely. Well, today's guest is a really interesting guy. Like we were saying, his name is Kevin Lowe. He woke one day at the age of 17 to live life as a blind man. It's just So inspirational, like we said, and we just can't wait to share it with you.
1: Are you ready to get to the conversation with Kevin?
0: I'm ready. Let's get to it. Let's do it. Well, guys, you know that we are always intrigued by mindset, especially someone who has resilience and always want to know where that comes from. And today's guest embodies resilience. When we read about Kevin Lowe, we knew that we had to have him as a guest on the podcast, and we were ecstatic when he said yes. Kevin Lowe is the host of his own podcast, The Low Down with Kevin Lowe, and is a transformational life and business coach. But what makes Kevin truly unique is the way in which he sees the world. You see, at just 17 years old, Kevin awoke from surgery to be left completely blind, but guided by his faith and inspired by life itself, Kevin has never allowed the challenges he has endured to rob him of the opportunity to thrive in life. Kevin believes everything in this life happens for a reason and a good reason at that. And this is true. Even after losing his ability to see ever since waking to find a world gone dark, Kevin has been inspiring and encouraging people from all walks of life by sharing his own story of rediscovering light, even in the midst of dark. Kevin, thank you so much for being here.
2: Well, I'm so excited to be here and thank you for having me
0: ever since I read about your story I was like, oh my gosh we have to have him come on you know and I, I hate to even say you made and forgive the pun here a dark situation light but I just feel like anytime someone can sort of pivot I mean I feel like that's sort of a light a light term actually for the, a strong situation but I'm always intrigued by mindset and I feel like it's something that we talk about a lot on here working on constantly is mindset and when someone, has the ability to be able to turn something like that that could really have pulled many people into a really, really dark place. You not only just went, okay, yeah, I'll be okay. You turned it completely the other way and said, you know what, I'm going to, this life is going to be wonderful. And I'm also going to help other people realize how wonderful it is. So I'm so excited to dig into this.
2: Oh, well, well, thank you so much. Uh, you know, like I said, it, it is that that's my whole thing. We, we we, none of us can control what happens in life, but we can control how we react to it. And right. for myself, when life is out of control, I go back to that is, well, what can I control? And that's how I react to it. So mm,
0: yeah. I try to remember that all the time. Okay, can, <laughs> canon, what can you control? What can you control here? You know, so if you don't mind me asking and I, I the reason I ask this is, it's not evident to me anywhere, but I feel like I may have read it, and I also on your website see palm trees and a lot of things. Are you somewhere in a in a warm weather? Like, are you in Florida? Are you where Where are you located?
2: Yeah, I am. I'm in a, a born and raised here in East Central Florida.
0: In Florida. Yeah. Yes. I was right. Okay. Yes.
2: Okay. Yes. You are spot on. Yes.
0: Wow. I love Florida. Our our goal is to at some at some point leave. We love Beaufort and we live in Beaufort, North Carolina. And we love it. But we at some point want to be in Florida. I just I love well, Florida.
2: Well, tell you what, you, you, we can trade places because being <laughs> here all being here all my life, I love Florida and I love everything it, it's about, except for the heat. And so uh, I always joke, and I say I love my state, but the heat remi- makes me feel as though it's one step closer to hell. Uh, and so I'm like, this. Uh, the older I get, the crankier I get with the heat, and I'm like, I really need to live somewhere where it's cooler. Well, you know? listen,
0: I'm, I'm kind of the way about the old. Like, where this past year, this is gonna make me sound like a granny, but. <laughs> when, this past year you know we moved to the coast because we're like oh great it'll be so much warmer i mean look it was three hours from where we live but (laughs) i'm like it'll be so much warmer but i would i walk my dog in the mornings and when we would get back and like in the winter i was like my hands hurt my joints hurt (laughs) I was like no winters are are too cold here even in north carolina i'm like i need to go further south
2: yeah yeah we we yeah. all we we all want, but we don't have. You know. That's exactly
0: <laughs> right. That's exactly right. I know. I know someone about this story, but I can't wait for our listeners to hear it. When you were seventeen years old, you became blind, and I would love it if you wouldn't mind sharing the story of how you became blind at that age.
2: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So. So, yeah, so this was back in 2003 Um, at the time I was a junior in high school, um, you know, had just turned 17 years old and um, was honestly living, you know, kind of, you could say my best life um, had finally fallen into that groove where school wasn't where school was no longer the worst thing in my life um where i i had grown up as one of those kids who would rather be sick with the flu at home half dying than have to go to school well (laughs) well suddenly come like junior year of high school things kind of changed and and maybe that was partly to do with the fact that i'd finally found like this really awesome group of friends that that Hmm. i did stuff with outside of school i had my dream truck it was a a forest green Ford F-150 4x4, um, yeah. big raise. It was it was amazing. And so life was going good. And as I always say, it was going good until it wasn't. Right. And it wasn't came. Um, it was actually, it was, it was a Friday evening. We, um, me, my mom, and uh, my stepdad had taken our boat Um, up the intercoastal waterway up to St. Augustine, Florida, Mm -hmm. where we we were going to spend the weekend at a marina. And we had got all docked. This was one of my favorite boat trips that we would take. And so we get up there, we get all set in at the dock, everything's settled. And I'm sitting down in the cabin of the boat, and I'm flipping through a magazine. When my mom comes down into the cabin and, and sits down across from me, And she tells me at that point that she hadn't told me, but she got a call from the doctor on her way home from work that day. Mm -hmm. And that call was the news with the results of the MRI. I had recently had an MRI done. Um, We had went to, I had went to a new pediatrician that pediatrician looked at all of my symptoms. I was a little guy here I was seventeen years old, had never been through puberty, had never really hit my growth spurt. I was only five foot three. Mm-hmm. This little kid, and so he had sent me to a specialist that specialist sent me for an m r i and so here I am in this dream destination up in St Augustine, and my mom's telling me that the doctor called and The news was actually worse than they had expected. It was a brain tumor. It -hmm. was, thankfully, it was not cancerous, but it was large. They compared it to the size of a plum. Mm. And this brain tumor was positioned right in the crosshairs of my optic nerve. Mm -hmm. It had completely encased my pituitary gland and was pressing against my carotid artery. Oh, wow. At the time that they discovered it, they gave me six months to live.
0: Oh, wow.
2: And so, of course, my mom didn't go into all of those details. All sure. I knew was was brain tumor. And and I can remember getting out of the boat and just running up the, the dock all the way up and up the stairs to the top of the marina. And I can remember just standing with my arms folded against the rail, looking out across the marina, just lost. Mm -hmm. So we thought that was the big dramatic news That I had a brain tumor But an hour from our home in Orlando, Florida Was the leading pediatric neurosurgeon in the country An incredible guy And he assured us Hey, he's like, it's okay He's like, I do these all the time We'll go in, we'll remove the tumor Kevin will be back to school in approximately three to four weeks Everything will be fine um, for for me at the time that my the biggest deal to me was that he told me I couldn't ride my four wheeler for six months, and right. so so of course being a seventeen year old kid that was a big deal to me. Sure. And um, so anyways, you know, so here we have this life changing situation, facing a brain tumor, literally facing my own mortality with it. If it didn't be, if it wasn't removed, you know, I'd be dead in six months. And yet, me with my personality, I made light out of it. I named my tumor Bob. And um, yeah. I, I'm not sure where Bob came from. I'm assuming from the little kids, the kids program, like Bob the Builder. Yeah. So, I named it Bob the Tumor. And right. so, we we literally had a huge going away Bob party um, mm. prior to, to the surgery. And so, we go in. Finally, the, the morning um, – the morning was October twenty eighth, two thousand three. Was the day of surgery. I I had checked in the hospital the day before, um, spent the night there preparing. That morning, um, you know, doctor comes in. He's ready to go. Of course, you know I don't remember this, but my family says you know. Of course, I'm making jokes, asking him, you know, did you eat your Wheaties this morning? And you know, he's, <laughs> you know, and stuff and. And um, they end up pushing me through the operating room doors, and my mom and dad had walked with me. My whole family was there, but my mom and dad followed me back. And I had no idea that that would be the last time that I would ever see their faces. Mm. Because at that time, I like to compare it to people as though my life ended and a new life began.
1: You know what I've realized?
0: What's that, Jer?
1: People think that when the temperatures cool down that you don't need to drink as much water.
0: Dehydration can happen any time of year. Drinking water is important year-round.
1: It's easy to stay hydrated with Liquid IV.
0: Absolutely. Liquid IV is a hydration multiplier. It's a powder in a packet, so you can take them with you wherever you go.
1: It's an electrolyte mix that you just add to your water. It delivers two to two and a half more hydration than water alone. So
0: many flavors to choose from, too. Grape, Tropical Punch... Guava, passion fruit, strawberry. Okay,
1: okay. Liquid IV (laughs) has a ton of flavors. There is something for everyone. If you want your water to work harder for you, you should definitely try Liquid IV.
0: And for our listeners, if you go to their website, liquid-iv.com and use code ARNERADVENTURES, you can save 15% and get free shipping.
1: We'll link it in the show notes too. Liquid IV, fueling life's
2: adventures. Right. And the new life that would begin, wouldn't it be any worse or better than the other life, it would just be different.
0: right? And
2: that came um, soon after coming out of the uh, surgery. Um, you know, my, my head was all bandaged up. Um, they, I forget how many days it was, maybe just only like maybe the next day or two days after surgery was when my mom was in the room with me. Um, the neurosurgeon happened to be in there and at the time, I was real combative. I kept yanking off one of those little pulse socks machines that they put uh-huh. on, like, your toe. Yeah. Well, said that the neurosurgeon, he, he said, he's like, Kevin, do you see this? You don't touch it. Do you see this? And my mom said, I, I said, no, I don't see anything. Uh-huh. And at that moment, at that moment, he looked at my mom, and he walked over to the room, and he turned on the light switch, and he was flipping the light on and off, on and off. He's like, Kevin, do you see this light? I said, no, I don't see anything. It's just black. Oh, And it was at that moment that they found out that I was left completely blind.
0: So it wasn't something that they knew during surgery, oh, this has happened. They found out when you kind of gave them the signal. Yep. Wow. Yep. Was it ever discussed that it would be a possibility during Um, surgery?
2: It was during the um, initial meeting with the neurosurgeon, and when we went over all the possible risks, um, you know, the, I always joke. They like, I mean, it's ridiculous the amount of things that they tell you can possibly oh, go wrong. Like, like we might cut off your left toe, but even though we're <laughs> messing with your head, you know. But right. but going blind was the last one listed at a one percent possibility.
0: Wow
2: being going blind is of course the the big one but i also lost my ability to smell oh. i i suffered short term memory loss for a solid 6 months um stretched on even a little bit longer than that i started all kinds of medical issues because this brain tumor had completely basically killed off my pituitary gland what? and and that controls all your body's hormones. And so so I ended up, you know, I told you originally that I was supposed to be back to school in three, four weeks. Well, yeah. I didn't come out of the, I stayed in the ICU for two weeks, during which time my family was the ones who were just the amazing superheroes and that, that they wouldn't allow the nurses and stuff to strap me down because I was very combative. I was just kind of like out of my mind. And so they literally would take, like 30 minute intervals of like four people at a time would go in there and stay with me and constantly keeping me from ripping out cords, doing this, doing that. Oh. And that went on for two weeks and um, finally, finally came out of the hospital and, um, and yeah. And then that's when a new life really began for me. What and a um,
0: great support system, first of all, that your family oh, has. First of all, I can't imagine being, you know, your parents or anyone in your family hearing that you can't see, and then you're you're so look for for good reason combative and scared and you know reactionary to all of these things, and then they're saying, okay, gosh, we we definitely don't want him strapped down. That would be, I think, a little traumatic. Seeing anyway, yes, and and I think it would be traumatic for you. and yes. then I think for them to say, you know what? We're going to take these shifts. We're going to be here with him. We're going to help hold him down when he's doing that. Like, I mean, that's, that's amazing.
2: No, I, I will tell you, I never hesitate to give my family the credit. And I will tell you, even where I am today, some now almost 19 years later, I will tell you that I'm only where I am today because of two things. That's my family and my faith. Yeah. If it wasn't for that family to be there with me every single day of this journey, there's no way I could do it.
0: You were talking about, I want to go back to when you said that you, when you were told you had the brain tumor and then you guys had your party and all of that. So have you always had sort of that great mindset? I mean, were you (laughs) always just sort of like, well, okay. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. One, 100%. 100%. 100%. Wow. And and I'll tell you, going back to the comment about my faith, is yeah. I believe 110% that when I look back at my life now, I can see how every bit of my childhood, so those first 17 years of my life, every bit of it was in preparation for what was to come. Right. All the way down to the fact that God gave me a personality
0: Mm -hmm. that could handle it. I had someone on the the podcast who um, has gone through a lot of grief and wrote a book about grief. And I was saying to him, when I was really experiencing deep, dark grief, I could not find a resource that was not clinical and that was not written from someone who I felt like got it. And he wrote a book and he gets it. And we were talking about how you don't want to be coached or counseled from someone who doesn't get it,
2: yeah. And
0: I feel like having you having gone through this experience makes you a better coach, a better yeah. life coach, a better uh, someone who can better tell someone. Look, and I'm not saying you do this. I don't know what your what your strategy yeah. is with coaching. I don't know if you go look, look. Let me tell you what I've been through. And <laughs> you know. but but I would think that it it does give you more empathy and allows you to be able to understand where someone is is has been or what they're going through
2: yeah oh what 110 percent. and and that's that's exactly it is is mm-hmm. the fact that we, we're all on our own journey and we're all going through stuff and for myself That's exactly what it is is with me with coaching or with just being a person in general is it's made me a more understanding, compassionate person to realize that when we encounter somebody in, instead of pushing it off, like, oh, wow, what a jerk or, you know, what, what's his problem? Instead, maybe think of, wow, what's he going through at home? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, you know, kind of helping to open our eyes to, to see people in a different way.
0: You have really experienced life since then. I know that you've traveled a lot and, and you, you know, we, you just said that you see the world differently and through your life experiences. So I want to, this is a two-part question. Number one, when did you decide, okay, I am going to continue to live my life to the fullest and what was the first experience like traveling as a blind person?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. W- wonderful. So, you know, to the outside world, after I went blind, people would think, wow, Kevin's like, he's doing great at this. He's, he's handling this great. I mean, I, I went on to, you know, like I said, that happened the start of my junior year. Um mm-hmm. I never went back to school that whole year. Instead, I had um, a program called Hospital Homebound come to my grandmother's house each day. My mom would drop me off. and learn my school subjects. And then, though, I made it back to school for the start of my senior year of high school. Ultimately, graduated with my class, um, which was a big accomplishment for me. And so, during this time, though, and even, and even in the years afterwards, Um, To the outside world, you know, yeah, I'm doing the things. I'm, I'm, you know, accomplishing a lot. But that's because I never would let people on the outside see the hard times. Sure. And, you know, and the people who saw it the most were the ones closest to me. My mom, my sister, my nana, my dad, Mm -hmm. who are the ones who, you know, still to this day are the ones who are about the only ones who see the dark days. Right you know and so it took me a long time because for a long time in my subconscious it was well i'm going to see again one day this there's no way this is permanent you know there there's a cure for everything there's you know research going on in china there's this with stem cells yeah. and so in my subconscious i was buying time until i could see again mm. until one day and, gosh, it, it it was a long time. I would say close to, close to about 10 years later hmm. was when I really kind of came to this new mindset where I was like, you know what? I don't, just because I choose to keep going and start living and thriving in this life, that doesn't mean, God, that I've given up on hope that you'll heal me again. I've just come to the understanding that it may not be until I'm in heaven. Ah. And so mm. I did. It was at that point that my mindset changed. And I thought, so for right now, I'm going to do everything I can to every day, live this life to the best of my ability. Mm-hmm. And if one day God decides to heal me, then that's awesome. But I need to be sure I'm making the most out of every moment until then.
0: Mm. But like, what would you say would be the first big experience or big travel or or place yeah. you went that you it really experienced life again and said, "Okay, I can do this."
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, before I get to that, I would like to share maybe not such a happy moment, but
0: okay, yeah, it will yeah.
2: it will help to paint the picture of this evolution of of me learning to see life again in a new way yeah, and. Soon after I became blind, um, it was pretty darn recent. Um, after it all happened, we're mm-hmm. out on we're out on our boat again, and we were we're down at the inlet, so where the where the river meets the ocean, yeah. and everyone on the boat starts, oh, dolphins, dolphins! All of a sudden, there was a huge pod of dolphins, had literally encircled our boat, and they're jumping and they're. They're coming up and bobbing their heads, and I just started sobbing. Oh. Because the dolphins, seeing the dolphins was one of my favorite things when we were out on the boat.
0: Yeah. And
2: at that moment, I just remember sitting there just sobbing and sobbing because I couldn't see them like everyone else.
0: Oh. Mm. And
2: so that was where, at that time, that was my life. Now sure. years now several years down the line I finally got to see dolphins how I could really appreciate them and it was a, a a birthday present to me um and went up to a, a place called Marine Land which is up near St Augustine Florida right yeah. right on the ocean and I got to do a whole dolphin experience
0: ah
2: oh. where I was in the water with the dolphins and with the trainers, and finally, I got to see the Dolphins again.
0: Oh, gosh. it's amazing.
2: And that honestly paints the picture for how I would begin to love traveling again, is no longer traveling and looking out the window at the pretty sights, yeah. but instead experiencing the world. Oh, that
0: right, that and, I mean, right? That's, and everybody <laughs> should do that. Oh.
2: yeah, and and so, so that's it. I I don't remember the first like big trip we took. I know that I took a lot of cruises during a, a period of time, and cruising was again one of these amazing things that we had such incredible experiences both on the on the ship and then at the different ports of call doing excursions and stuff. Yeah. And and on every cruise I've ever taken, at least one person comes up to me or generally whoever I'm with and says, Oh my gosh, it's so amazing that he comes out on a cruise
0: So listen, we're probably not the first to introduce you to the topic of CBD or CBD oil. If you're anything like us, it seems like every time you turn around, you're seeing a neon sign for CBD sold here at your local grocery store, in a window as you're driving by, or it flashes across your screen in an online ad.
1: Shannon's sister told us about the benefits she was having from a brand she was using, and then we started paying attention to that brand.
0: Spoiler alert, that brand is Danodan full transparency, we get about two to three CBD brands reaching out to us every week. And it wasn't until we started digging into the research that we learned that CBD isn't always CBD. They're just not all the same.
1: Danadan Hemp Works makes organic hemp flower infusions. They're more than just CBD. Danadan's range of hemp products dissolve easily into any liquid and support your routine by helping you manage daily stress, promote healthy sleep, provide caffeine-free energy, and recover from activity-related stiffness and soreness.
0: They also have CBD hemp flower infusions specifically designed for pets, and Betty White uses it every day. She loves it. We put it on our food. And with Danodan, you'll enjoy all the benefits of legal hemp, not just one or two compounds isolated in a lab. Get 20% off right now with the code ADVENTURE at danodan.com. We'll link it for you in the show notes. That's 20% off right now with the code ADVENTURE at danodan.com.
1: Danodan, more than just CBD.
2: And they're so lost in this mindset of, if you can't see, then what else is there?
0: Right. That you can't experience.
2: Exactly. And so I can tell you that, you know, myself, when getting off the ship and the different, you know, islands and doing the different excursions and stuff, I am able to see it based on all those other senses. Like, for example, I remember one of the most impactful excursions we ever did was um in Puerto Rico. We mm-hmm. went into the rainforest. Yeah. And did this hike through the rainforest and the guide actually was so intrigued about me that he he instead of letting me like walk with like my mom, he instead guided me. And so he would stop and he'd point out the sound of the birds and tell me what the birds were. Oh. Or or he'd jump off the path and pull down a branch for me to feel the leaves and tell me what kind of tree that was.
0: Oh my gosh, what an experience! That yes,
2: yes, and that's what I'm talking about is is traveling with this this whole mindset of truly, you know, just getting into the destination and and meeting the people. You know, I, I'm I'm famous for you know striking up a conversation with the guy driving us from the ship to the destination you know because i'm like and and i'm not asking about the tourist stuff i'm asking him you know oh like where on the island do you live what's life like here you know
0: like my dad (laughs) (laughs)
2: i'm
0: like dad okay 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 but but he's the same way and they love telling him they love talking about it you know yeah Oh, so, God. so did
2: you just say that I've got an inner old man in me? Is that what you were
0: saying? <laughs> you have an old soul. Yes,
2: yes, yes. Well, I, I can go with that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, we always we always say, you know, don't don't worry about all the crap you need to take on your trips because you need to experience it anyway. But I feel like this just even opens my mind up more to, you know, what I need to do more is put down my camera, put down my phone and yes. go and experience it instead yes. of capturing it so I can look at it later
2: <laughs> and exactly.
0: you know, go and feel it. And like you were just saying, I, I went on an Alaskan cruise recently and we went through a hike in the rainforest. It, it was the first time I think I've ever been on a hike or a walk where I wanted to touch things. Yeah, just I wanted to feel the dew on the you know the the yes. leaves, and I wanted to just feel it. And so hearing you experience that in Puerto Rico reminds me of that, and I'm like, oh, I'm so glad I actually touch those things instead of spending them. And in fact, when we got back to the ship, I said, gosh, I hardly took any pictures. And I was sort yes. of bummed about it. But then I'm like, why am I bummed? I actually experienced it. You yes,
2: know? exactly. I agree 100%.
0: You kind of have this mindset now that I'm going to experience life, I'm going to see things differently. So what led you to become a coach and a podcast host? How did you get started into all of that?
2: yeah wonderful so well really piggybacking off of the conversation with travel was Mm -hmm. back in 2013 i started my own home-based travel agency right yeah and so i did that from 2013 to 2020 and 2020 going into 2020 was going to be my best year Oh, on record,
0: sure.
2: It was going to be incredible. I literally even not only trips for clients, but I had a huge group cruise for me and my entire family set up for that October to celebrate mm. the 17th anniversary of when I had went blind.
0: Wow! And
2: and and I, of course, me, Mister Positive. I viewed it as, how cool is this? I've now been blind as long as I had been able to see. And it happens to be in the year 2020, a number, of course, yeah, how cool is that? (laughs) And so, and so that was like super cool until, of course, March of 2020 happened. (laughs) And, and so here you have this company that I've built and this brand that I've made and, and this life, all of a sudden within a week. Is all disappeared. Mm. And so, you know, though, going back to what we said at the beginning is, you know, it's only bad if you can't figure out a way to make good out of it.
0: I was going to so, say, I'm sure you pivoted pretty well from that.
2: <laughs> exactly. And so for me, to be honest, as much as I enjoy doing travel and being a travel agent, the truth of the matter was, is that deep down I knew this wasn't what I was meant to be doing with my life. right? And so I ended up going into here we are in in lockdown during pandemic. And so I had been always thinking about starting a YouTube channel. And Mm -hmm. so I thought, oh, perfect opportunity. And so I started ordering all the stuff off of Amazon, you know, for for doing a YouTube channel until all of a sudden I'm like, OMG what are you doing You're blind you can't even see Why are we getting all this film equipment And this you can't do this on your own You've got to rely on your sister And I'm like Kevin what have you done Send it back send it back And so So I end up at that point Then with my sister Who was like well why don't you do a podcast Well at the time I wasn't even I wasn't even into podcasts And so I'm like, huh? I'm like, I don't know. It seems kind of like a lame alternative to a, to a YouTube channel, but I'll check it out. <laughs> and so, and so, so honestly, I did check into it. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, this is pretty cool. And so, so I start listening to podcasts about how to start a podcast, and and and, and I go back on Amazon and I start ordering different stuff and. Nice. And I start, I start the podcast, but at that point, I hadn't given up on travel yet. So, the the podcast was named The Lowdown on Life and Travel to combine, you know, some of my own life stuff, but then also still trying to keep people's mind into travel during the pandemic. And so, right. so, I started the podcast. I started doing it. It was going amazing. I kept getting incredible feedback, and the more I did it, the more I'm loving it the better feedback I'm getting until finally kind of going into the end of 2020, people are starting to contact me about travel. You know, are you doing travel? I'm like, no, 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 I'm, I'm too busy. No, no. And I'm like, Kevin, I don't think you want to do travel anymore. <laughs> and so I, at that point going into 2021, I re- rebranded the, the podcast into what it is now, which yeah. is the lowdown with Kevin Lowe. I ended up, I would end up totally getting rid of the the travel gig. Um, So I sold off my website that I had created to another agent and just let that ship sail away. And I decided at that moment, if I'm going to book another trip, Kevin's traveling on it. Good for you. Um, Yeah. And so that's when I started really full time into the podcast. And then really through the podcast, again, this natural evolution, I kept having these just really incredible deep dive conversations with my guests. Mm-hmm. And every guest would tell me at the end of the interview, they'd say, Kevin, they're like, you ask me questions that no one else ever asks me before. Mm. Or, or they say, you see parts of my story that no one else sees. And so it was through that that really led me into the realm of coaching, yeah. and so it specifically got into, you know, really finding my niche in, in coaching with a combination of life and business coaching, helping people who are at that point where they've been through some stuff, they've they've gone through stuff, and they want to make a transition, and maybe whether it's just creating a side hustle or. A full-on new, you know, uh, career in helping them use their past to propel them forward and create like a business of their dreams.
0: Right. So yeah, wow. <laughs> I can completely see, and I don't even look. I haven't even known you that long, but <laughs> bit, but I'm just. I can completely see just from what you've told me and from what I've read that it's like all of these all of these things were set up for yes. for a yes. reason. Exactly um, for you to help I mean I think for you to help people.
2: yeah, and, exactly and inspire
0: 100%. and yeah, through your podcast and your coaching. well, through all of the things that you've accomplished, which I think are a lot of things, especially with opening your own travel agency business and then having your podcast and your coaching. but it, it could be those or it could be other things. what do you think has been your biggest accomplishment in life? um so far look we got a lot of ways to go
2: (laughs) (laughs) you know i i think for me because it was so pivotal was me graduating high school
1: Mm. so
2: now here i was a kid who hated school who i had no big plans about going away to college i mean i figured i'd probably go to at least my community college, do the two-year degree, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't have big plans. right? And so wouldn't you have thought that a kid who then has what happened to me in his junior year, let's say I basically was handed a get out of of school free card.
0: Right. Right.
2: You know, I, I couldn't, I didn't need to keep going. And yet I had this desire from the very beginning. And my family tells me this, you know, back when when I can't even remember, they told me that from the very start, my whole thing was, I just want to still be able to graduate with my class. I want to be able to graduate with my class. Mm. And so, and at the time, they secretly didn't tell me this, but they thought there's no way that can happen. Not with, with, all the medical issues that I was dealing with, all that was going on. And yet God placed the people in my life that I needed, the amazing women who were my, my homebound teachers who came to my nana's each day that junior year. Yeah. And they helped me catch back up with my schoolwork while at the same time learning to adapt to this new world by learning Braille, learning how to use a talking computer, learning how to get around with a cane, all of these things so that then I could get back to school for the start of my senior year. At that point, I just went to class um, for just the morning. And so I did, at the time, we did like four classes a day. And so I went back to school for one class a day. To help me just be able to to be back and quote unquote be part of my senior year, and sure. it allowed me though to opportunities to to do stuff with with the small group of friends who were still there with me because um, I lost most of them, but but the few who stuck by my side, um, you know, were there and helped me, and I got to do stuff and I got to go to graduation and. Mm. I don't think at the time that I realized it until now looking back and I realize how pivotal it was for me to get to walk across the stage. Cause at that moment, God showed me, Kevin, you're still capable of doing great things in this life. Yeah, We're just going to have to fight. We're going to have to adapt, but don't give up.
0: Yeah. Well, I feel like you've given us so many lessons today, but I want to ask you just directly, What, what lessons do you think that we should all follow to, to keep appreciating life and, and have a, you know, a more meaningful appreciation for life? Like what nuggets could you give us?
2: You know, this is what I would say is I would say to look at your life and think of your life as a jigsaw puzzle. And every day of that puzzle is its own piece. And the way that that picture, when the puzzle's all put together at the end, is going to be beautiful is if every piece is beautiful. And the way they're made beautiful is by being sure that you wake up every day with the mindset that, you know what, I'm going to do my best to enjoy this day. I'm going to make the most out of it. I'm going to help people if I can help people. I'm going to thrive if I can thrive despite all that I'm going through. Because even on the bad days when you don't feel good, you're sick, you're down in the dumps, as long as you try your best and you give it your best shot to live, to laugh, to love, I believe that that piece of the puzzle is fulfilled. It's beautiful. Mm. So that then at the end of the day, you can look back and you can be proud of everything you've done in that life. And what better thing is that?
0: I mean, right? What better thing is that? What a, I mean, that's a great gratitude practice too to have, you know. Absolutely. Oh, gosh. Well, I know that you believe that your faith, that God is the the reason, you know, guiding your your life path, and that um, you know He is guiding you now. Are there other big things coming up for for you with the podcast or for your coaching or anything like that?
2: Yeah, so so right now, just um, the podcast is just continuing to grow, continuing to do amazing. I'm actually at, at this day of that we're recording. I'm, I'm considering a possible rebrand again, just okay. to get a pivot, just to help yeah. grow it even more. Um, I'm not yeah. sure if that's going to happen, but I'm I'm somebody who I'm always open to new opportunities to expand, always mm. looking for, you know new doors to open and being yeah. sure that you know I'm, I'm never stuck in one position and so yeah so always just continuing to grow the podcast like i said it's just the podcast is amazing for me as it is for the people who listen who give me feedback on it because getting to meet people all over the world and hear their stories it does me good and and yeah. so th- that's my plan is continue with it to continue to grow it. And then yeah, just further just uh really just taking the seeds that I've been planting and, and now really just watering those, giving them some sunshine and making some things really take off.
0: Right. Well, you have been so gracious in offering our listeners a free breakthrough coaching session, which we're so appreciative. And we're going to link that in the show notes so that if anyone is interested, they can access your Calendly link to get booked. And that's super exciting. And you've also been gracious enough to give our listeners a free download of your visualization exercise. And we will link that that's on your website. And can you tell me a little bit about that, the visualization exercise?
2: Yeah, of course. So this is something that I recorded um, that it's, I call it like a self-empowering visualization exercise. So so basically, it's, it's think of it as a podcast, but I'm going to ask you to close your eyes as you listen to it. It's like 10, 15 minutes, and it's mm. me literally taking you through this sensory experience of yeah. helping you to choose the right direction and forgetting about the rest.
0: Oh. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And so I, it was, it was the first of its kind that I did. And I was, I was happy the way with the way it turned out. And, and I've gotten some amazing feedback because I'll yeah. be honest, I felt a little funny recording it at first, but, um, <laughs> but it, it, it turned out really cool. And so, um, you know, again, you know, if, if, it, if, if I got to step outside my comfort zone to be able to help somebody, well, then it's worth it. So
0: yeah. Yeah. I love that. Well, we're gonna, I, I I'm gonna, I'm going to do that myself. I think that you know it, it sounds really interesting, and I appreciate you sharing both of those uh, for our listeners. And we're like I said, we're going to put those in the show notes. So as we're wrapping up, we want to go through our fast five questions for you.
2: I'm ready. Let's do okay. it.
0: Okay. So it's just what? Which do you prefer? So the number one is: Do you prefer the sand between your toes or the snow on your nose?
2: Ooh. Oh, since I I want some cool weather, we'll go with snow on my nose. <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> All right, number two, sun on your face or the wind on your back.
2: Oh, I do sun on my face.
0: Okay. Do you prefer an evening stroll or lying in a hammock?
2: Ooh, give me a hammock, baby, with a pina colada. <laughs>
0: that's my choice okay and then number four for travel do you prefer a plane or a boat
2: oh a boat 100%
0: now talking to you I knew that's what you were gonna say (laughs) and then number five do you prefer ketchup or mustard
2: (laughs) well you it's not fair because if it's a hot dog, you have to have both. If it's a hamburger, you have to have both. So <laughs> you have to have both at the same time.
0: That's an that's that's your answer. That's good. I yeah. think that's fine. Yeah. yeah.
2: Sounds I like a politician. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. And then the most important question that we do ask everyone is, Kevin, what does a life well-lived mean to you?
2: That means exactly what I said earlier is about that puzzle. Is being able to look back and say that, you know what? Despite all the hard times, I gave it my best shot. I did what I could. And hopefully I made somebody smile along the way.
0: Oh, that is the best. And I loved your puzzle discussion earlier. (laughs) There's always nuggets in these conversations. And I have this post-it here of all these little nuggets that you've just given. And I think what a wonderful conversation this has been. And I'm so grateful that you took your time to talk to us today. I would love it if before you leave, if you could tell our guests where they can find you and access you for your coaching and your podcast. And of course, we will link it down in the show notes
2: yeah, one hundred percent. So it's all the, the best place to go is my website. so that's the name the lowdown with kevin dot com. Um you can also, if you want to go straight to the coaching uh, page of the site, you can literally just go to kevinlowcoaching.com. dot com um and there on the website, I mean that has all my contact information, form to contact, you know, like you said, um, whether you're, you're booking a free, you know, a breakthrough clarity call, um, like was was mentioned, or if you just literally just hear this interview today and be like, wow, I have a question for him. Or, wow, I know somebody who maybe he could help by talking to. Please just use the contact form on the site. Reach out to me. Um, that, that would mean the world to me.
0: That's wonderful. Thank you. Yeah,
2: absolutely.
0: Well, thanks again for being here. This was wonderful. We really appreciate it.
2: Oh, well, thank you. This was so much fun. And you've, you've kind of got me wanting to go travel something fierce.
0: So. <laughs> likewise, I feel like I need to get out again. <laughs> thank you again. Well, you know, another one, Jerry. you've now seen it and you weren't here for the episode. But now that you have, you know, listened and watched the whole thing, what what are your thoughts?
1: Oh, I was so inspired what what an amazing uh what an amazing person right yeah
0: i can't imagine anything he's going through but then also just having such a a great perception of of the entire experience just knowing that you know he was here for a reason and all of it was for a reason and oh gosh, you know, we have these nuggets of wisdom from these episodes and I wrote down so many from Kevin's and I just think what, what a great line of business for him to go into than coaching. I mean, that's just kind of what he is meant for, I think.
1: Well, yeah, I think so too. And he might have already had some of that in him. And if he did, boy, I, I guess it just pushed him to really, to really make the best of it, you know, his experience. And what what else can you do with an experience that probably wouldn't make sense to a lot of people, but just try to, how do I come up with something good out of this? And it, he really has. One of the things that really inspired me so much in all this was the send-off party for Bob.
0: <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, Bob, his tumor, and having a send-off party.
1: Yeah. I don't know if I- I've ever heard of naming. T- I mean, they did. They named the tumor. And, and uh, you
0: and I have both had surgeries. And you think about it, he had that surgery when he did not know that it was going to cause him to be blind, right? Oh, yeah. Still a very scary surgery. Right. You and I have had scary surgeries. Yeah. I, definitely not a brain surgery. No. But you and I have had things removed. Yeah. And now I'm like, I wish I would have had a send-off party and named different things, you know?
1: Yeah, I know. What I, a, just a
0: great way of looking at it.
1: Alan, the appendix. <laughs> I mean, I, I never thought of it at the time, but man. Uh,
0: Felicia, the fibroid. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Felicia. <laughs> oh boy. Well, listen, the, you know, we did talk about the things that Kevin offers for the for our audience. We're going to link those down in the show notes, the the breakthrough coaching session, as well as the visualization exercise, which Jerry and I are going to do. And I just think you know, how generous of him to offer those things. And we're going to put all of it in the show notes, all of his information. And if this episode resonated with you, or if you know of someone who would benefit from any of the information that Kevin was sharing, you know, please screenshot it, share it, send the link to your friend, you know.
1: Sharing is caring, friends.
0: As always, you can find us at arneradventures.com on Instagram at arneradventures, also linked in the show notes.
1: So until next time, enjoy the journey that you're on. We're wishing you lots of adventures.
0: Bye! Bye.